Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are reviewing. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And the Multiverse of Madness, 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 Madness. I, um, uh, we're gonna do our best, or I will do my best, because <laughs> I saw this movie, uh, at least a month ago, over a month ago. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like it was two months ago. <laughs> I think it was in been, May dude. sometime. Because, like, it, like, it's been on, <laughs> it's been on Disney Plus, and I've just been really busy, uh, the last, like, three weeks that it's been there. Um, and it's been staring me in the face, so... Um, yeah, finally got a chance to watch it, dude. I actually, like, this week I've done, I've done a ton of things. Um, and so, so yeah, that was, that was the, the, the capper. Like, that was, like, the big one where I was like, okay, I'm going to do that one, you know, the night before we do podcast, and that will, you know, be great. So, um, I watched it, and we're going to talk about it. Yep. Um, and we have pick of the week, but first, John, what have you been up to this week? So, this week, like I said, I've been up to a lot. There's been a lot of things. So first thing that I'll talk about, I'll go kind of chronologically. So um, I've been playing Sonic Team Racing. Oh. It, it, it was a PS Plus game a couple of months ago or something like that. One of the the, the like PS Plus uh, games that they gave yeah. away for free. And uh, like I only just started, like it's been sitting there on my PS5. Uh, and so I started playing it. And uh, it is a very fun kart racer. Um, and it's funny because like I've played like a, a decent number of like more recent kart racers and like it really comes down to it's basically just like mario kart is the best and then sonic team racing pretty good too like it's pretty up there like it's uh it's maybe not quite as uh as like intense like competition wise but like it it feels it feels really snappy feels really good the power-ups are uh are pretty satisfying to use um and there's uh the, the the thing that i think that it has up on mario kart is that it's not just like, hey, do these championships or whatever. Like, there's a story mode. Oh, I did not know that. And uh, and the story mode, like the way that it works, is it's told in like cutscenes and like these. Uh, they they have like the characters pop up and talk every once in a while, but it's all fully voice acted, um, which is awesome to hear. You know, Sonic and Tails and all that. And uh, you said, you mean it's it's what. It's all like voice terribly? acted. Oh, I think it's an awful and voice acted. Um, no, no, no. It's all. It's all. Yeah, that that would. It's all. Voice. Yep. Yep. That would have sounded like it's awful voice acting, but no, no, it's really good voice acting. Um, it's I me mean, a Sonic level of voice acting, which is cool. Um, and it really like it, it's basically this over overworld where like it's like a like a Mario uh, 2D platformer thing where you're like going from from location to location on a big map. And it adds different um, thematic levels. There's like it sends you through like mirror uh, tracks and things like that in, in cool ways. Um, story is is basically what you would expect. Like, oh, Robotnik's at it again, you know? <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> the Chaos Emeralds and stuff, you know? Um, and but sometimes, for some reason, with cars this time. Um, but it's very, very fun. So there's this. They don't explain the racing? They're, well, they sort of, like the the characters have been su- like sucked into a zone, a vortex or whatever, into a zone where someone's putting on these races. But it turns out like they're in cahoots with uh with Robotnik. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, it's 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 cool. It's it's basically what you would expect from like a uh, a Sonic Team Racing story mode. Um, 
and the, the racing is really fun. So you're on a team of three people. So whenever you pick like Sonic, the other teammates are Tails and Knuckles. And whenever you pick like Amy, uh, the other uh, the other uh, team members are Chow and uh, Big the Cat. And okay. you know, and so like you have these different teams that you pick, and uh, and it seems like they're all kind of like really cool and unique to themselves like tails character doesn't behave quite like big the cats does or uh like uh yeah like tails doesn't behave like chow does or like um any of the other characters in his class because there's like a speed class there's the uh there's the item class like the technical class where you get like bonuses based on like uh item pickups and things and then there's the uh heavy class where you don't like you can smash through rocks and things like that without taking um damage or anything nice um and slowing down so like you know those different classes like it's, the different characters within those classes all feel really different the customization options are super super wild you can change the paint color you can change out uh the tires and the spoiler and all these things on the cars and, and those are all unlocked um via like in-game currency and stuff so um it's it's uh it's pretty fun man i uh i, I very much been enjoying it it's you know it's sonic team racing nice dude um the next thing that i've been doing is also racing related it is the forza horizon 5 hot wheels expansion has arrived uh this past tuesday um and it is it is a fun one too it's basically like it feels like a more way more refined version of the other Hot Wheels expansion um, where there's like a progression system where it's like, OK, well, the cars get faster and faster as you go. Like you start off here in the B class, then you go to the, you know, the uh, the A class, then you go to this, the uh, S class. So it's uh, it's it kind of locks things off like based on what you've done so far and continuously unlocks faster and faster races. Um it is basically the same problem that I think both of us kind of had with uh, with the Hot Wheels expansions before is that you feel like you're riding on an interstate, not an open world, um, because mm, you're on that that yeah. orange track, you know, yeah. many, in many cases, and, and you yeah. can't get off of it. So, I downloaded it like and um, I still haven't played it mainly because of that because I know what it's going to be, which is yeah. again like kind of what I don't want from a Forza game. I like I want to be surprised and stuff, but like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't find it fun, like as fun as the rest of the game, you know, like mm-hmm. I want the variety, you know, like I'd rather, I actually booted it up. I download, <laughs> I downloaded the expansion, booted it up, and then I just started playing uh, a bunch of the the yeah. regular like races, the dirt yeah. uh, races, because I was, I mean, those are more fun. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, like the same, same here, like I, I was like, after a time, I was like, yeah. I think I'm good at riding on the interstate for a while. Let me go back yeah. to let me go back to Mexico, drive around there. Um, I don't know. And, like, I mean, it, so. I, they've got to see some kind of data that people love it, or else they wouldn't mm-hmm. keep doing it, right? Yeah, and the other surprising thing with this one for me was that there's the, there was a last year there was the um, Hot Wheels Unleashed uh, game that came out, and it was like from a different developer, but that game like leaned into the fact that they're like uh, that they're Hot toy wheels. cars. They were toys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where like all the tracks go through bedrooms and things like that. But it, like cool. it was it was really good. Like people loved it. It got like nines and eights and stuff. So like it really kind of like surprises me that that Hot Wheels licensed themselves to like both this this game this excellent game that came out i mean in they 20, don't care 20, they just, i guess they just want true. money and it's not a bad racing game it's not like they're you know slapping right. their name on something that's you know <laughs> terrible quality yeah oh it's just darn like, we we got our name in forza horizon 5 right. you know i know i mean that's a huge get honestly i just yeah. don't that's not what i want from forza 
Sure. And not not the Horizon series anyway, because like if like it just feels like you're so locked into like the track and you're like, okay, yeah, well, that's, do I that's turn... more like Forza Motorsport, yeah. Right. Do I turn left or right here? And it's like, well, it's you know, so yeah, and it that feels, would be it feels a, a great way to bring a goofy kind of like you know lighthearted element to Forza Motorsport, which is traditionally like super serious. Sure. And and you also have like you know the the style of of racing in the Hot Wheels expansion is definitely like a, hey, let's go fast, like F- F1 style type of racing and things. So um, it's interesting to the first car they give you is like a, uh, it's the Baja Bone Shaker or whatever. And it's, uh, and, and it's kind of like an off-road car. And they send you on some like, oh, there's like these ice highways and things on there. And, and that was pretty cool. Um, there's not enough of them though. Like I wish there was more ice highways. The really cool, the coolest one on the Hot Wheels expansion, the second tier, they give you a car and then they send you down water slides. Like you're driving down these big kind of like half tube, kind of like water slidey things and just drifting everywhere. Like, and it feels really good. Um, but so like, it's not, it's not a bad expansion by any means. It's just, you know, like I said, like after, after a little while I was like, you know, I want to do some open world driving. Um, in, uh, in Forza, you know, Horizon 5, Mexico. So, you know. Um, but Chris, that is what I've been up to this week. Um, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. Okay, yeah, I don't know why I wasn't so prepared for this. Really, I haven't really been up to uh, a ton other than uh, Warzone. Um, been, uh, been playing a ton of Warzone again lately. And, uh, but I've been, uh, the All-Star game was this week. Um, the baseball all, all, MLB All Star Game, and so uh, it was fun uh, watching the home run derby. Watch the home run derby. Um, Juan Soto from the Nationals won. Um, it was it's uh, because he's retiring after this year. Pujols, our Pujols from the Cardinals. This was his uh, his last uh, home run derby and All Star Game, so that was cool. Um, Paul Goldschmidt from the uh, from the Cardinals hit hit a home run in the in the game. Um, scored the uh, the two runs. Um, that the National League made. Um, it's funny because, like, <laughs> the All-Star game tends to be, like, a low... St- you would think that like, you have all these great hitters and it'd be, like, a low-scoring game. But, like, they're facing the best of the best pitchers and they're only, like, one inning at a time. So, like, they don't even have to, like, worry about, you know, not being tired a whole game. Like, you're basically... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it just... It, 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 it depresses all of the numbers. So, like, it's just so hard to hit. And so uh, it's usually a pretty boring game. Now they've done a good job of like spicing it up by uh, miking up um, some of the players. And at first, I, I thought felt it was kind of hokey, but then I'm like, okay, I kind of like this. Where like they're they're trying to the announcers are trying to talk to the pitcher while he's trying to pitch this in, <laughs> inning, and <laughs> like literally simultaneously. No, yes, I'm not. Yes, he's like p- between pitches, and they're like, so uh, what were you thinking there with that pitch? And you're like, like you got how how was he supposed to play this game while you're sitting here asking? <laughs> Dude, that's really funny. <laughs> it's that's really funny. That's, that reminds me but, a little bit of like, um, <laughs> what was it? It was, it was like, it was, it, it's, it was big. Like I saw it like last year, fan control football or something like that, where like basically people who watch it and then they'll like vote on like what play they should do oh, uh, from a batch of like four or five. Well, that's so like, what was, I feel like we're, was, we're a step away from that where it's like, what do you, what pitch do you want him to throw? Fastball? No, they did ball, that. Spit they ball? Did, they, they told him like, uh, he, he said something about like, you know, um, I don't know if they suggested it. I think they suggested it the first time they, they were like, Hey, you should strike, you know, strike him out with a, a, a curve ball low and low and inside. And so he did it, but then he accidentally hit him 
Because I mean, he was, you know, oh, like no. it's like let the dude just let the dude pee, and then he's like, I should have. He's like, I probably would have gone with the with the heater there, and I was like, well, let the dude pitch, <laughs> but tell him to throw balls just because you're yeah, like, you're, a, you're you're an, an announcer. announcer. You're not a pitcher right now. Like you're not on the mound right now. You don't know what yeah. his like. What if his arms getting tired to like of, of curve balls? Like, jeez, that's dangerous, man. <laughs> Anyway, other than, I mean, they, so they they try some things. But anyway, it yeah. was fun. It's always fun. That's so cool. like that was a uh, that was my my week. You know, like a couple of nights in a row, and uh, and yeah, I do very much so love like w- with the all star stuff and the home run derby and things like that. I always love th- and like what we're talking about. Like that is like this is an example of it. The lack of like seriousness because it, it's just like oh we're just out here having fun. Like this is this is not like make or break for a season like you're not like letting you know a ton of fans down by like you know accidentally like doing the wrong thing or like whatever and so it's really always nice to see like the players out there in a less like intense like you know type of a situation you know (laughs) yeah totally uh so that's what i've been up to john well that's awesome dude well uh we're gonna talk about multiverse of madness in a few and you're gonna try to conjure up you Mm. know your memories of this thing but yeah. first, the pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, John, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is a game that has just hit PlayStation consoles and PC uh, by the name of Stray. Oh, my gosh, John. My pick of the week is also Stray. What? Not even kidding. How? How did this happen? We didn't. We did not plan <laughs> well, this. We didn't talk about it beforehand. We yeah, we neither of us like discussed this. Have you played Stray? No, I haven't. I've just like so. I I uh, I haven't had time because I've been you know doing the things I was talking about, watching uh, 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 baseball and stuff. But like, I am up, considering upping my PlayStation Plus tier so I can play it for free. Dude, yes. I think you should. Um, here's the thing. Like I did. That's how I did it. Because I was going to buy the game for like 29 bucks or 20, $25. I don't remember exactly how much it is anyway. And it was only like 15 bucks to up my PlayStation uh, tier to the tier that got the game um, you know, available. So. Because it was like, okay, how, so explain to me how it works. Because I'm on like the, the, the lowest tier, mm-hmm. okay? And like is it like prorated for the end of like, like does it figure out how much you would have to pay to fill out the rest of your membership to the end of the annual year? Yes. So like for me, I was on the lowest tier and I have through, I've already prepaid through December. Right. Okay. And so to upgrade to the, uh, extra tier from what I was on, which I think is called the essential tier. All the names are nonsense. So the the lowest tier I was on that one. And now I'm going to go to the middle tier. Right. And that only was going to cost me like 18 bucks or something like that and then yeah. in july like so i looked at it in june it was like 18 bucks and then whenever i finally did it now in july it was actually even less than that it was 15 bucks so as you go through it it like decreases the amount yeah, that it would be it. so like by the time like i would have gotten to like november it would probably have been like uh, it's like four bucks like a dollar you know or whatever so <laughs> where, where are you seeing that on your console or on the uh on the web I, I was looking at the app. The uh, the app was oh. the most clean cut place that I could see it. So the PS app, and uh, I was logged in there. And I if couldn't you go even to find the, it on the app. If you go to the store, and then go to there's a little plus up at the top uh, of the mm. store, and uh, that symbol for the PlayStation Plus, and then you can scroll down and down at the bottom of it, it shows you the compare plans section. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, so I'm in the app. 
Yeah. And so go I, to the store, the middle, the middle store, button on the bottom. And I press and the plus. Plus, and then scroll down. I'll scroll from there. all the way down. Like down, it says compare plans. Okay. Okay. It says compare plans, premium. Mm -hmm. But so premium is. So the highest give you, one. I yeah, don't need that's that. That's the highest one. You don't need that one. I'm on essential the current plan. Extra plan, eleven dollars upgrade to the eleven to to the to this for the for the next hundred days for eleven dollars. Okay, yep. that's worth it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I was like, ooh, that seems that seems like doable. That seems very much like that's what I want to do because I'm going to play this game and there's a lot of other ones in there that you and can you play. Really on the don't need because like premium is is like extra, like twenty bucks extra a year. But like all that really adds is game trials, cloud streaming, which I don't need. Yeah. And then the classics catalog. What is how how in depth is this classics so, catalog? There was so a couple of weird shouts in that one. So like for example, in the extra tier, so this is the in the middle tier, the second tier. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Rush Two is included in that one, right? Gravity okay. Rush One Remaster came yeah. out at the same time as Gravity Rush Two, but it's only included in the classics because it was a Weird. remake of an old game. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that either, man. It makes no sense. Uh, same it was true with like the um, the Nathan Drake or no the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. That what? one that's in the classics collection. Yeah, so like there's there's a That'll few of them that are in the classics collection that it's I mean, just I have nonsense. that game, so I don't care. Right. That's it's dumb. just it's just nonsense because it's like okay, well this was remade like for current like gen consoles, but it's like but it's not on the the like middle tier it's on the old i don't know and then obviously like certain new games have not been added to any of the tiers yet like uh ratchet and clank yeah. but then a game like returnal has been added to the extra tier which i'm definitely going to play that game and that came out only like a month or two before ratchet and clank uh a rift apart so so i'm yeah, looking here like the games catalog is the thing that's the difference between essential and extra but like what, how, is there a list of like the, the games in that specific games catalog somewhere? Yes, there is. In fact, so if I go to, if I go to that, uh, just above that, it says games catalog, all okay. games. And you can select that and you can see which ones are included in which tier. Oh, oh okay. Hang on. Hang they're, on. they're labeled. I'm scrolling. PlayStation Plus exclusives? No. Exclusive discounts? No. Ubisoft's classics? No. They're yeah. in the they're in, okay. The Ubisoft extras are in the classics pack, so like Far Cry Four, Crew Two, For Honor. Okay, yeah. Premium. Those are the classics. Where are you seeing the? So if you go up above, uh, up above that. So like immediately, whenever you get to oh, game uh, you go to, catalog, yeah, all games. all games, and then you can see they're all labeled. And then and so can like I, I sort it. I keep a pretty good like wish list on both Xbox and on PlayStation and on Nintendo Switch. And so basically like I just look through my like wish list of like okay, which of these games are included and they're all labeled on the wish list as well. So if you do have a wish list or if you want to like just add a bunch of games to your wish list and be like are they included, you can look through that too. So like Death Stranding is included. Um the uh let me see what else was included here. So Death Stranding was one that I was like Morales I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, and Ghost of Tsushima, I believe, is included as well. Ghost of Tsushima is included. That's cool. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man Normal, Regular, Returnal, um, Mortal Kombat 11, Death Stranding, Horizon, uh, God of War is not. I think that one's actually... Or is it just regular? That's I think in it's the just regular. regular. Yeah, I think it's just free anyway. Um, <laughs> or at least I had it in my catalog anyway. Uh, Injustice 2 is in the extra... Yeah. Um, 
There's a ton of okay, so it's I mean it's, it's, of, uh, it's yeah it's it's I don't know that like here's my thing I don't know that it's worth the extra forty dollars a year or maybe it probably is. not. I mean um, I guess it is well, it is if you use it. Some of those games would be would cost that much yeah yeah yeah. It, it is if you use it and uh, if you like are playing a new game. If you're like a PlayStation hardcore fan, this was the thing that I was like kind of confused about. If you're like a PlayStation like hardcore fan. I don't know how much value you'd get out of it because you've already bought most of those games. Them, yeah. There are so, yeah, there are several things in here that I'm like, I've already bought, like, you know, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, is Miles Morales Is Miles Morales in there, Spider-Man? Yeah, it's in there. Oh, dude, it's that's so there. good. It's such a good game. Such a good yeah. game. Um, um, I think also the Final Fantasy VII Remake is in there, which is also such a good game. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of Final Fantasies in here. Uh, sure. specifically the seven remake that one's on pc and on playstation 5 and uh man it's so good it's a real good good game all right well uh anyway let's talk about stray for a second dude stray is a great game so stray <laughs> is a is a uh is a cat game um where you play as a, a little little cat and uh and you're kind of wandering around this this uh cyberpunk looking city with a bunch of robots uh for citizens and trying to figure out the mystery of like what's going on and also how to get back uh to where you started like back back home so um it's a uh, so far i'm enjoying myself greatly um it's very vibe based is what i would say um because it's like just wandering through these streets as a cat like doing these things and doing like um quest lines because like very quickly you kind of like encounter a character and um can semi communicate with said character mm. um and said character goes in your backpack uh as a little kitten uh like you really got a little cat backpack on and they can like translate these uh other other characters for you and so like you kind of like are able to 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 Maybe you're not able to talk to them, but they can talk to you. So, like, there's like these uh, these quests that you get get put in front of, and uh, and it's very fun so far. Very puzzle based, very puzzly, but uh, also kind of platformy in that way. Yeah, I was gonna read the uh, the description. So go for it. Um, this is untangle an ancient mystery to escape a long forgotten city. Lost, alone, and separated from family, a stray cat must untangle an ancient mystery to escape a long-forgotten city. Stray is a third-person cat adventure game set amidst the detailed, neon-lit alleys of a decaying cyber city and the murky environments of its seedy underbelly. Roam surroundings high and low, defend against unforeseen threats, and solve the mysteries of this unwelcoming place inhabited by curious droids and dangerous creatures. See the world through the eyes of a cat and interact with the environment in playful ways. Be stealthy, nimble, silly, and sometimes as annoying as possible with the strange inhabitants of this mysterious world. <laughs> Along the way, the cat befriends a small flying drone known only as B-12. With the help of this newfound companion, the duo must find a way out. Stray is developed by Blue 12 Studio, a small team from the south of France, mostly made up of cats and a handful of humans. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this, this is the links which I was like, this intrigues me to the point that no other PlayStation game has in the past year since <laughs> I moved because my PlayStation has remained boxed up, John. Oh, no. And See, I have not I have not pulled it out in a literal year. And uh, I uh, am considering doing so to play this game. A hundred percent. You should. I, I feel like you should because like the 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 cat. There's a dedicated meow button, and it's very cute. Like you know, and uh, and you can kind of walk around and meow at things and see what the reactions to things are. It's just and the cat moves incredibly cat-like. Um, 
it's it's really fun man i uh so far i've i've very much enjoyed my time with it the quote-unquote like tutorial section is very smooth uh as well where they kind of like teach you how to do the different different things that you need to be able to do it doesn't feel like a quote-unquote tutorial or like after a certain point i was like wait i kind of know how to do everything that's pretty cool um and so yeah it's it's uh it's a fun game man stray that's our pick of the week all right john it's time to uh, to review Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Of oh, madness, 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 madness. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm debating again whether or not we do a spoiler free thing. Um, Let's do a slight spoiler free okay. thing. Okay, all right, um, all right. Just because, like, this one, man, like I have so many thoughts about this movie. Like I I have been very 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 pumped about this movie for a while. Like since it was announced, I was like, oh man, they're doing the multiverse thing. Super cool. Um, but I do feel like the multiverse thing is a little bit of a little bit of a letdown on this one. Um, a little mm. bit. And we'll talk about why in the spoiler section, but if you're going into this being like, man, this is going to be like into the spider verse, or if you're going into this being like, eh, this is, you know, maybe, maybe should I watch this? Should I not? I, I largely feel like, um, I feel like, you know, if it's, if it intrigues you go for it, but if it's, if it's like, if you question it, maybe you won't enjoy it, I guess is what I, I would like what I'm going to say. Well, there. yeah. Like, I mean, so spoiler free, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, if you're in, super into all the Marvel stuff and, um, you're, uh, really, uh, you know, like intrigued by the multiverse, um, watch it, you know, yeah. like, but if you're just a casual uh, fan, you know, I don't know. Like there are, there are pieces that I like about it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, and we can get into that, but like oh, yeah. overall, I, I think I've said before as a, just as a, as a whole, I am, I don't like the multiverse. I'm over it. Like, I just feel like it mean makes things not matter. It's confusing. I don't care. I care about like the sure. war universe that we're in and that's really it. Yeah. Um, and so I also have feelings just in general about the overall, um, uh, the overall, uh, like, uh, what am I trying to say? The overall phase. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to pull up. I saw, okay. Yeah. This is what I saw. So IGN posted, um, a time thing. I don't know if I sent this to you, but it's MCU runtimes by phase phase one, six films, 12.4 hours. Phase two was six films, 12.7 12.7 hours. Phase three, 11 films, 24.9 hours. And phase four so far, six films, seven shows, 49.5 hours. Double. It's the shows that's like blowing that up. Yeah. But like, it also has made this entire phase because, uh, because I don't think it's just that. That is the fact. It's the amount of real time, like our world's time that has passed since mm. Endgame. Mm-hmm. When did that come out? Like 2019? 2018? Mm, I feel like 2018, man. So, like, we traditionally would be, like, nearing the end of some kind of phase. Right, right. But we're not. Like, and, and it just has made this all feel like it's, it's we're just meandering around. It's just dragging on forever. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we can get into the spoilers, but I don't really feel like, like, this didn't do anything, like, for the sure. multiverse. And, and it, didn't, it didn't move anything along. It, well, it, was a it story. sort of did. There's, there's one thing, um, but it's not a positive thing in my mind. So, <laughs> so like I, it, your point remains. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, we, I mean, we can. 
I, that's why I kind of want to like. Let's just uh, see. We just get into the spoilers. Like yeah, spoiler yeah, yeah. free. So, uh, if you want to, if you're a Marvel fan, go see this movie. If not, yeah. don't go see this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the like, you know, I think that's the that's where we're at with the Marvel universe right now too. Is that like, hey, does this one sound like it would intrigue you? Go see it. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like we are at that point where it's like pick and choose, like. Which ones? Which is fine. It's just, but it's like, I mean, I would, I want more from that. From the yeah, I mean, we've we've been trained to to consume more than that. Like we've been trained by all the previous movies that like it's all connected. Everything's building to one thing, and like you know, even in Iron Man like two, like we still like made progress into towards the Avengers. You know, it's it's, that's where we were headed. So um, yeah, so let's get into the spoilers. Uh, so let's count down. It's going to be a spoiler in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Uh, Wanda is maybe dead. <gasps> yeah, that, that's the thing. That was the thing. That's the thing that they moved forward, Chris. And I was bummed. <laughs> I know. Like, I, mean, I don't, and this is my, this is my problem, John. I don't want Wanda to be dead. No. But what I feel like they're going to do is like even if Wanda's dead in this universe, they're just going to pull if the evil Wanda is dead in this mm. universe, they're going to pull a good Wanda from another universe. See, now they kind that's... of set up weird rules where they're like you can't do that because then it starts your universes start crossing, but I mm-hmm. but then I feel like they're going to break their own rules. Yeah. And like so okay, so let's so getting into the like to her you know her character arc that we started a long time ago in age of ultron and it progressed and like really well all the way through Endgame, and then into wandavision and you're like oh my gosh this is like like we're going places with this character and then this movie it's like a back step but not really like we had you kind of have to have watched wandavision to understand where she's at definitely you definitely do but at the same time all of the character development at the end of WandaVision where she like looks around at this town that she really messed up and goes is horrified and like is like, oh, man, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I'm i going to, you know, yeah. go off and be on my own so I don't hurt people. And then she's like, I'm going to find a way to get, the you know, the my kids back. It's like at the end of that that show, like that's where we're at. And we pick this one up and the kids yeah. part is still there. But like Wanda Wanda's like going completely like you know well, like, let's, like let's who cares what happens to literally anyone well like it's a yes and it's it's a yes i don't think that she i think that she didn't care she doesn't and didn't really see people in the other universes as they she saw them as expendable yeah and and that's where she got into like when she finally like saw her quote-unquote kids that weren't really her kids um they were and she saw how much she was hurting them. That's that's when she backed off. Right. Um, but then, like, I still don't like when she did that. Like, it's like, okay, cool. But then, why did we still have to like kill her at the end? I don't really well, know. But that's also the same beat as we played on at the end of like, but in a different way. Like for her it's grief about yeah, it's a different it's a person. Different it's a different focus of the grief. It's like yeah. her focus of the grief was vision in WandaVision. And right. then in this, it's the it's it's the the kids and like I don't know, man. It's just it it really it felt like a backstep, and it felt like we were using the dark hold as an excuse well, for a lot of things. Um, and, and they were, but like they did set that up in in WandaVision as well. Like she was sure. she was about to dive into that, and we all kind of yeah. knew that wasn't going to be a good thing, right? And I guess we like didn't... the you know the other part of it was that like her kids there for her like 
I don't know at the end of WandaVision, it wasn't conclusive, like whether or not they were like real by any means. No, no, they were not real. They were 100% not real. Yeah, and so like, and so that's the thing. Like, they kept hammering home. It's every time they brought that up, it was like, yeah, but they weren't real. But they weren't real. But they weren't real. But they are real in other universes. I don't know. Like this, it was. Yeah, like didn't they explain that? Like, was it this or was it Spider Man where they were like, if you've ever had like a dream, it was uh, this. It was this. Yeah. Then like, it's, yeah. And and it's something like it's something that's happened in another universe to right. another version of you. And right. so like that's probably that's where how it entered her mind. I'm sure is what they're trying to basically explain. Yeah. I guess like the the whole multiverse thing is just it, like multiverses can be done really well. And we know this from Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. Into the Spider-Verse handles it so well because they're all so different. All the characters are different. All the Spider-Men are different. All the different spider characters are all just drastically different from each other. And they all have character arcs and they all like progress throughout that movie. And we don't run into this whole situation of like basically Dr. Strange being like all of these characters are the same as they are in our world, but they're just in a different world. And it's like, what's the point then? Like if this, if the Dr. Strange from every universe is basically the same, except, you know, it's it, which is the point they make at the end where it's like, Oh, this one's not the same. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me to like to create a multiverse and then basically go to the the next one over. And it's like, the only difference is that they go on red instead of green. So yeah, like the, the yeah, there, there's that there's that. I have that problem with the, with the multiverse. I also have like, it's, it's weird. Like, okay. In this, we go to this version and every single, I think, and maybe this is what you're alluding to every single other character. It's a different captain America, different entirely, like not even like a different version of, of Steve Rogers. It's a, like, it's a different character altogether or like, and they're all different except for <laughs> Dr. Strange. But see, why is but, he the one that, like, why is he the same yeah. person, like actual yeah. person in yeah. every universe? Like that well, doesn't make any sense. It did, Yeah. And the part of it that didn't make sense to me was like, those characters are basically those characters, like, uh, like so whenever you think about like Xavier or whatever like that's just Xavier like that's just Charles Xavier like as like as himself in this world and then like you look at the other characters and it's like okay well that's just Peggy Carter as Peggy Correct. Carter being Captain America it's like it's, she's not fundamentally didn't seem fundamentally different from the Peggy Carter of our world it's just right. she had the shield you know and and like that's the that's the part of it that that I was confused by where it's like these just didn't feel like drastically different places they just felt like so what it seems to me was it turned into an excuse like the multiverse turned into like okay well since we're doing the multiverse thing it was almost used like as an excuse to have some like kind of gratuitous deaths that were pretty shocking like they were played for like shock value at the time um and not plot like it didn't have anything to do with the plot it was just like hey she's just gonna tear through some of your favorite characters you well, know again and, yes and that's well that's my whole that's my it's that's so, my problem so with frustrating. it. frustrating it's my problem with it um that like everything because what what she believes in the film is what as how they behave as if all these characters are expendable and I'm not attached to any of them because there's no development for any of them mm-hmm. and like it's not like this is Xavier from the X Men films this is a different Xavier uh, in a different mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. and it's like I'm still I'm still gonna go I'm still going back to like at the beginning or in WandaVision whenever you know uh, Quicksilver showed showed up yeah the whole, like my 
we talked about on the podcast, like my f- biggest hope and dream for that was that that was going to be the way and their excuse yeah. to merge and unify the MCU with the X-Men universe and the Fantastic Four universe. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like even like it felt like we doubled down on that a little bit more on like with the the, the uh, Spider-Man um, multiverse uh, exploration mm-hmm. and uh, and then we it feels like we're just squandering it. We're squandering this great opportunity. Yeah, well, and even like even even the like the Spider Man thing. Like there's character development on all of like the villains that show up in in No Way Home. Like there's there was development all the way up on those characters until they died in each of the Spider Man films. <laughs> like yeah, like Green Goblin like has like a a moment right at the end, right before he dies in in Spider Man, and goes, oh. You know, and it's like, and he has yeah. like this, this like revelation of like, I'm the villain here. Um, but like, so, so like, it's odd that even in that, that they kind of like show up at like at their most villain, like villain-esque moments, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. okay. We've, we've, we've kind of just like, we want to do this. Yeah. And so I, mean, we're doing yeah I mean, that's a, that's a plot hole in, in Spider-Man No Way Home. It's just like they wanted, yeah, it was an excuse to get him in there. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. And I just, like I like that we did that. I like that we're doing that, but like it, it also to me, like don't we, we also need to develop those characters. Like we can't just bring them in for the sake of like fan service. Like we need to be able to like, like in they did with spider verse, like into the spider verse where every single one of those characters has something where they're like, Oh, well you've over, you overcame that. Like you overcame this thing, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's fascinating, man. So to move away from the multiverse a little bit more, like here's, here's my thing. I don't, I don't mind like, um, I don't mind Wanda becoming a bigger, even like a bigger villain. And honestly, like, um, I could see that they could be taking this. If she's not dead, they could be building this to where she's the ultimate villain of phase four, which would be great. Mm. Like, honestly, I love that idea because she kind of goes undefeated. She's undefeated through the whole movie. Like the only reason she, she is defeated is because she defeated herself. (laughs) Correct. And, and in the comics, she, she becomes that like, she like, she gets that dark and that evil, which I'm totally cool with. Um, I guess my big problem, I just, I guess, and, and maybe it's, it's fine. Maybe we're waiting for it, but if this is where it ends, I'm like, well, that wasn't evil enough. Hmm. Like she's way more powerful than that. Yeah. And I guess like it's, it's also that it just seems like such a, she's like a Thanos. I mean, Thanos style. Like she could end the world, yeah. the universe, you know? And, and not only can she oh, like destroy the universe, like she's a fascinating character. Yeah. <laughs> She's she's got a backstory. She's got like layers similar to like, you know, the way that Loki does where it's like there's drama there, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, and like I, I kind of have the same problem with this this movie as I have with Captain America Winter Soldier, which I know everyone loves Winter Soldier, but like I still stand by like it was a shadow of a spy movie and like this was a shadow of a horror movie. Like there were some really cool like when she was chasing them mm. um through yeah, those through the like, tunnel. tunnels. And like she just like appearing and like going crazy, like it was all nuts. Yeah. And, like I want an entire movie of that, mm-hmm. not just like a couple of scenes here and there. Sure. And I know maybe that's like too dark, but like mm, I feel like they could have doubled down on that a little bit more. Yeah, and like the elements are there. So like, so there's. Let me let me move into some things that I really love about this. And kind of like, cause I, I think it'll like back into that as well, where it's like, okay, this was, this was a lot of things that I enjoy, but also like, 
with with where it's, it it all together doesn't come together in a way that I, I find satisfying um, as a whole. So the like whenever they introduce her and she's in the apple orchard, fantastic. Like that, like the the location oh, of like yeah. panning through the apple orchard, the apple like the leaves like blowing and and her being like, hey, this is a brand new apple orchard, you know. And he's she's like, not there aren't any apples yet. We've got a I've got to garden this thing, and she's trying to convince him that she's given up on magic. And then the reveal of like, oh, you hadn't seen, said America's name yet. And then she like reveals the whole thing and and uh, and like basically gives him, hey, you know, give her to me or I'm gonna like, come take her. And like that was such a fantastic like opener conversation and a location for that. It felt very like Mission Impossible like from a visual oh, standpoint. Yeah. Um, to like have a conversation with somebody from like where you're like the camera's really far away and you're looking through something at a conversation up close. It's just very, very good cinematography. Um, the like some of the dialogue in there is really awesome. Like the whole like, you know, she says uh, every night the same dream, every morning the same nightmare. Like it's just it's just like layers upon layers of cool at that point. There's some like really cool things that they were there with the music because it was Danny Elfman. Um, and there's some very Danny Elfman things in there. Then there was also some very generic things that were in there. Um, but like the, there's like this moment where like she is being, whenever she's like confronting her, like herself in the other, other world, like, and the kids are like scared and she's realizing that like, man, I'm the villain here. Um, there's like, there's this moment where they're, they're stroking the piano, like with, uh, with their fingernails inside. So like a grand piano reaching inside and going shing up while holding a chord. And, uh, like that was fantastic. I was like this, that, that's like pure Danny Elfman kind of style things. Um, there's like the zombie strange music as it, as he was like coming out of the ground and stuff like that's yeah, very Danny Elfman. I thought, I thought as the, the moment I can't remember, like, but I can't remember exactly the dialogue cause it's been a while, but like. Yeah. But I was like, I know where we're going right now. We're going to the to, to like zombie Doctor Strange, which I freaking loved. Yeah, it was so cool. And that's that's such a good like because he like he like the whole line of like they didn't say they had to be an alive Doctor Strange in the other yeah. universe, you know. <laughs> And so like, and that was all fantastic. I love the fact, like there's this, like the, 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 what is it? The spirits that he like uses as wings. Oh yeah. That was insane. Mm, Such cool stuff. Um, but yeah, like, so at the end of the day, like there was a lot of really, really cool things that I love. Um, but to me, it didn't, didn't come together in a satisfying way because it seems like for all of those cool things, for all of the things that like, Oh, we did a multiverse to have an excuse to do like X, Y, Z for all those cool elements, the, the plot just didn't, didn't land for me. Like uh, America Chavez, such a cool character. Like that's the, another one of the big things that I loved about it. Like she was so good. Um, and I loved like her dynamic with, uh, Dr. Strange. Like yeah. that was largely in, in, um, Dr. Strange one, we had Wong who's also fantastic in this movie. And, uh, but like he basically, Dr. Strange needs somebody to like, dialogue with and like that can like bounce that that personality like kind of back and forth or whatever and uh and america chavez did a great job with that um and i hope we see more of that character um just that character existing feels like it's like we are clearly not done with the multiverse um well no we're no we're not done with the multiverse there's gonna be another season of loki um well see but loki doesn't even deal with multiple universes necessarily um, it's but he's, he's from like, another universe, sort of. He's from a timeline, a different timeline. 
which is the difference, the differentiating factor. I thought that we would like that we would lead there, but it's not quite the same. Um, but then they make a distinction there, like as they like in the Loki show, because I went back and watched like where where that all happens, where basically the time masters let the 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 timeline just create infinite you know numbers of uh of other timelines and they specifically talk about it being timelines not like universes um and some of those like timelines are just drastically different than the like prime timeline so like that's interesting like there's a loki that's like an alligator or something like that but like the other thing that i i think that loki handled incredibly well with the multiverse is that like every single multiversal character is different like it's it's basically feels like that aspect of uh of of spider-verse that i love where it's like hey these are all different lokis like all mm. every loki is drastically different they're different people like mm-hmm. they're not the same person you know right. and i love that 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 thought experiment where it's like if if like one choice if one situation if one thing in the world is different it butterfly effects out and you get drastically different versions yeah of that's you. what feels is wrong with like the doctor strange version of it yeah, is that everybody's the same character? Like yeah. you know, Rachel McAdams is is Rachel McAdams, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like and yeah, so like that's her too. I forgot all that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Christine Palmer. Like that's and so like she's exactly the same Christine Palmer in these other universes, or in, at least in the one that we encounter in. Um, and it's just like, well, that's like if you went to a random universe and she's basically the exact same character. I don't know. Like this, it seems like such a stretch. Um, so it just. It feels like this movie in particular didn't didn't utilize the multiverse well from a plot standpoint, but they did do it to like basically have a lot of cool things happen. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, let's let's gear this in such a way as we can hit like we can, you know, brutally kill a bunch of favorite fan favorite characters in shocking ways. Let's do it so where we have like, you know, zombie uh zombie Doctor Strange. Let's do it in such a way that we have like these really cool things and cool visuals. But let's not do it in such a ways to give almost anybody like a, a character development other than Doctor Strange, um, and I guess and America Chavez, and to end like you basically end one of the biggest villains like well, Wanda, you know, one of the possible biggest villains uh, for the Marvel universe, and I don't know, it's just it was very unsatisfactory at the end of the day from a plot standpoint. But a lot of the the things within the movie were very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. All right. Well, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to to, to say about it. Um, we've talked about the good, the bad. Um, I uh, the zombie. Um, the zombie. <laughs> yeah, the zombie was good. I mean, and, and I love. I like shades of what. Like, I mean, I like the idea of of her being an, an a villain, but it just mm-hmm. like you know. Anyway, we we already talked about that. I want to rehash that. Uh, right. What would you rate this movie, John? I'm gonna rate this thing. Man, it's tough. I feel like it's probably a good 7.5, you know, 7, mm. 7.5. It's good. I'm gonna, it's a good movie. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a 6.5. Nice. In mine. Yep. All right. Well, um, hopefully we'll have some Comic-Con news to talk about next week. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chrisright250. And John writes 777. And at Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice review us tell your friends about it we really appreciate it that's it for this week we'll see you next time on stay Stay on on target. target